Listener Production. Hello, Tom Tilly and Katrina Blouse with you for the briefing. Thank you for listening. If you are relatively new, um, we'd love to have you as a subscriber and be in your feed every morning with the latest news. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Listener, whichever podcast app, hit subscribe. The other thing that really, really, really helps is if you rate us, um, rating and reviewing us in the podcast app or even sharing an Insta story, taking a snap of wherever you're listening. For me, I always listen to podcasts in the gym. That's my happy place. Oh, I think yeah. it takes my mind off doing any hard work. <laughs> Maybe you're walking, you're dashing, which we're going to get to a little later in the headlines. Yeah. If I was posting a story of when I listened to, you know, listen back to the briefing, it'd be doing something really boring like, um, watching up or, or doing the groceries, you know. So whatever's going on for you in, you know, Woolies or Coles, post a photo, <laughs> tell your friends that you listen to the briefing. Yeah. Well, the new year is upon us once again, and we're talking about the new financial year. Probably not as exciting as <laughs> ringing in the new calendar no. year. Uh, it has been a pretty intense 12 months for the hip pocket, though, with rising interest rates and economic uncertainty. So on this episode, Jan Fran is going to talk tax with her sister, mm. who is a tax accountant. Yeah, so she's going to bring us tips on how to minimise the tax you pay and maximise the return you get back. If you need, you know, a work handbag or a work bag to carry your laptop in, if, you, if it uh, costs you less than 300 bucks, you can claim it immediately. That's one that people don't often know exists. You can claim a handbag, but it does have to be specifically for work. So that is tax specialist Helen Francis, Jeanette Francis's sister. It is Monday the 19th of June. Here are today's headlines. Another fiery sitting week is about to kick off in federal parliament this week with David Van facing calls to quit federal politics altogether. Now, Van is the senator accused of sexual harassment by both independent Lydia Thorpe and former Liberal Senator Amanda Stoker, as well as an unnamed third person. Last week, opposition leader Peter Dutton kicked the Victorian senator out of the Liberal Party room. Van then resigned from the Liberal Party altogether on Saturday. He's now an independent independent senator. Van has strenuously denied the allegations. He also says he won't be in parliament. He's taking some time off for health reasons. Yeah, it's been a very messy week in politics the last week, Katrina. Started with the Liberals smashing Labor over accusations they'd weaponise the Brittany Higgins allegations and then ended with the David Van allegations. Yeah, and now we've got the Nationals leader, David Littleproud, calling for the parliamentary rules to be changed altogether because he wants Van to be kicked out of parliament. He says that because Van was elected on the Liberal Party Senate ticket. If Van wants to remove himself from the Liberal Party, he should also remove himself from the Senate. The only problem with that idea is that would create a bit of a paradox because Lydia Thorpe would also have to leave Parliament under those new rules because she quit the Greens. Yeah, and getting on with legislation, which is the job they're employed to do in Canberra, legislation to set up the voice to Parliament referendum will be debated in the Senate today. And if it's passed, we'll know what date the referendum will be held on, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, well, in Victoria, 22 Indigenous representatives have been chosen to be the new cohort of the First Peoples Assembly of Victoria, and they'll deliver a treaty between the state and its First Nations people. A record number of voters turned out to elect the body with the new assembly announced on Saturday night after a three-week election, which was open to all Indigenous Victorians over the age of 16. So a bit of a 
a watershed moment in Victorian politics. Yeah, so that's an interesting situation where you've almost, it's not called a voice to parliament, it's called a, a First Peoples Assembly of Victoria, but it's essentially a, a state-based Indigenous representative body. And, you know, as part of the debate around the, the federal voice as well, which is what the Liberals have been saying, let's set them up in the states first and then, you know, eventually if we want one in Canberra, we can do that. So some states are moving ahead in that way. For the first time in five years, an American diplomat is in China for bilateral talks. So this is pretty big stuff. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has begun meetings in Beijing. The main goal of those talks is to ensure the rivalry between the two countries doesn't spiral into conflict. No one wants that. Mm. Uh, Blinken says so far the talks have been candid and constructive. Well, that's what we like to hear, isn't it? It, you know, yeah. it allows me to breathe a <laughs> sigh of relief knowing that China and America might be getting on better and the world's not going to go to war over Taiwan. And a 27-year-old has spent the night in custody on the Sunshine Coast. This is a horrific story. After an alleged fatal assault on an 87-year-old man yesterday, he was found unconscious on a beachside path with serious head injuries around 6am and he died at the scene. So now this young man, allegedly responsible for the assault, is uh, in custody and we'll see what happens there. And as we referred to earlier, we're not going to keep you hanging on the dashened news. A world record has been broken. So 1,385 Dachshunds. I know they're only little dogs, but can you imagine that many dogs all together? Mm. They set a Guinness World Record for the largest dog walk by a single breed in Elwood in Melbourne Southeast over the weekend. Wow. <laughs> the only thing is, Tom, look, no disrespect to anyone who owns Dachshunds, but they are generally cranky little dogs. <laughs> 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 they don't have the sweetest disposition of all the dog breeds. So I can't imagine how that would go, having that many of that breed all together. Well, maybe they are grumpy because, you know, they're not together enough. And when you bring them all together, (laughs) they chill out. Or maybe they just have small dog syndrome. I don't know, but they are cute. And a lot of them were dressed up and you should Google the Mm. pictures because it is a sight to see. But how common is that breed of dogs? I would have thought if you were going for, you know, you know, getting the largest number of a single breed together, there'd be more sort of common breeds like, you know, say Labradors or Kelpies that you would get together. Like that's kind of what makes this story great. (laughs) For this record, it was Dachshunds. How do you say it? How do you say it? Da- I think it's Dashens. Dashened. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll probably get corrected by a million people on Instagram mm. today. Maybe um, 1,385 people will correct us. <laughs> All right, Jan Fran is talking tax with her sister. Stick around. It is Jan Fran here. Every financial year, I get an email from my accountant that I promptly ignore. And that's because when it comes to tax and personal finances, I don't know, my brain just folds in on itself and, you know, refuses to do any work. It turns out that knowing about this stuff is, um, well, it's very helpful. Who knew? So given the new financial year is just around the corner, we thought it 
might be helpful to do a little something different for this episode and invite my accountant, Helen, onto the podcast. She goes by Tax Mermaid on Instagram. Uh, You might have seen her there. She also happens to be my sister. Hello, Helen. G'day, Jan. Fancy seeing you here. Nice to have you. (laughs) Do you think I don't know about this stuff because both you and our dad (laughs) are accountants and I've never really had to think about it? Yeah, and we just like sheltered you from it or something? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you would think with like having two accountants in your family, you'd be more in tune, but I can vouch that you are not. No, I'm absolutely mm, not. No, no. Well, there is a lot to talk through retaxes. Obviously, it's different for different people. It's a very, very broad and complex area. But just so everybody listening finds something relevant in this conversation, what I'd like to do is chat through the top five things to think about ahead of the new financial year right? And just a disclaimer to everybody listening, this is not financial advice. I repeat, this is not financial advice. It's just some learnings um, from someone who knows (laughs) a little bit more about tax than the average person. So shall we dive straight into it? Let's do it. In terms of top five things for people to think about, numero uno. Numero uno. Firstly, I have to disclaim myself. So I'm not a superannuation or investment advisor. The advice that I'm going to give you here or what we're going to talk about is strictly from a tax perspective. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I like to mention is superannuation and how making voluntary contributions to your super can reduce your tax bill significantly come tax time. So really in Australia, there's only two ways that salaried employees can reduce their taxes. One is super and the other is negative gearing. And that's easier said than done in this economy. Yes. Right. So superannuation, certainly something everybody should be thinking about. So the way it works is that if you put in some additional money into superannuation before the end of the financial year, you get to claim that amount as a tax deduction in your tax return. So hypothetically, if you're you know, earning a salary of, say, $80,000 a year, your marginal tax rate is which means that let's say you put two grand into your super before the end of the financial year, you get to claim that two grand in your tax return as an expense. And on that deduction, so on that amount, you'll receive 34.5% refunded to you from the tax office, which is the equivalent of almost $700. Okay. And that is a voluntary contribution that you can choose to make? Absolutely. Anybody can contribute to super, so long as, you know, they're paying taxes. Yeah. Okay. All right, number one, super. Number two, what's the second thing to consider? The second thing to consider is the changes to the way that we are able to claim work from home costs this year. So oh, the, big changes uh, yeah, as well. Huge changes. Mm-hmm. So this is probably the biggest change in the fixed rate since the 90s. So every year, I'm not sure if you're familiar. Sorry, fixed rate. Yeah, the fixed rate is the cents per hour that you can claim per work-related hour that you spend working from home, right? So typically... Last year, you had two options where you'd claim either 52 cents per hour or the shortcut method, which they introduced during COVID, which was the 80 cents per hour. Those two are gone okay. and replaced with... I a, had no idea they existed, but thank you, yes. <laughs> I'm not surprised. So <laughs> the they've replaced it with a 67 per hour fixed rate, right? Which sounds okay, but they've bundled heaps of stuff in there. So where previously you could have claimed phone and internet and computer consumables on top of the 52 cent per hour, they've now bundled all of those into the 67 per hour set rate. So if you use the set rate, 
to claim your work from All home. those things are included. All of those things are included, right? So I think we're going to end up with reduced work from home claims this year across the board. Now, the alternative to the 67 cent per hour method is for you to claim your actual expenses incurred, which is very cumbersome and requires a lot of record keeping Mm. um, and is only applicable if you have a dedicated home office space in your house, right? So if you're working from the dining table or the kitchen bench, you can't actually use that method to claim your expenses, which means you're stuck using the 67 cent per hour method. So That seems a bit unfortunate given how many people probably do work from their dining tables. That would be their reality. Well, absolutely. I mean, we don't all own, you know, Mm. five bedroom homes in, you know, eastern suburbs. No, we certainly (laughs) don't. Not mentioning any names, Philip Lowe. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, something for people to think about. Number three is a major one. It's called um, the low and middle income tax offset, right? And that's gone at 30 June 2022, right? So what that was, was a basically a tax cut for all of middle Australia. So anybody that earned between $37,000 and $120,000. Which I imagine would be quite a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They all had a $1,500 tax offset, which is the equivalent of a tax cut, yeah. in their tax returns for the 2019, 20, 21 and 22 financial years when they lodged their returns. So you may have been wondering why your returns were so chunky in the last few years. That was a key reason for that. So everybody should be bracing for lower refunds this year. Number, we're up to number four, (laughs) number number four. four. Now this is just kind of busting some of the myths around health insurance. So I get these questions maybe a thousand times per year. Yeah. What the hell does health insurance have to do with taxes? Yeah. Right. So there are two things that come into play with health insurance and a lot of people confuse them or kind of mesh them into the one thing. The first thing is called lifetime loading, which is if you don't have health insurance by the time you turn 31, your premiums just become more expensive with with each passing year. So the longer you leave it, the more you'll be paying in health insurance compared to somebody else who had health insurance before they turn 31. Right. So if you get health insurance, if you take it out when you're 50 years old, you're going to be paying a much bigger premium than someone else who is 50 years old, but who took out health insurance before they turned 31. Exactly. Right. Right. That's lifetime loading. That has nothing to do with taxes. What's the one that does? The one that does is the Medicare levy surcharge, right? And these often get confused. The Medicare levy surcharge is an additional 1% to 1.5% of your taxable income, right? If your income exceeds particular thresholds and you don't have complying private basic hospital health insurance. Right. Right. So the reason that some people would get health insurance, I guess, to commingle with their taxes is that they then don't have to pay the medical levy surcharge if they have private health insurance. Yeah, Medicare levy surcharge. Medicare, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. exactly, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're a single person and your income exceeds $90,000 and you don't have basic hospital health insurance, then you will pay an extra 1% of your taxable income toward Medicare levy, right? So instead of paying the normal 2% Medicare levy that everybody pays regardless of health insurance, you end up paying 3%. Okay. All right. Number five thing to think about. Look, with 30 June approaching, I think everybody wants to maximise their refunds as much as possible. So probably bringing forward any expenses that you think you can claim tax-wise. So if you've you know got any office works expenses or if you've got any, you know, if you need a new... And this ha- is the ball like one where you have to keep all your receipts. I mean... 
you need to keep all your receipts for everything. Yes. No, I, 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 did, I did know that. Yes. But I'm just reiterating. Yep. Thank you. So um, bring them forward, pay them before 30 June. If you need, you know, a work handbag or a work bag to carry your laptop in, if, you, if it's uh, cost you less than 300 bucks, you can claim it immediately. Yeah. So that's, a, that's one that people don't often know exists. You can claim a handbag, but it does have to be specifically for work. Okay. So it has to be big and fugly. Just it FYI. has to be big, fugly. And the ATO <laughs> reckons you can't carry any personal items in there. Lol. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Thanks, ATO. Yeah, Are you like, going to like send an agent to check if I have a tampon like, in honestly, my work bag? It's ridiculous. They're like, carry your lunch to work. You need to take it in a separate bag. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, legit. <laughs> oh my great. god! Yeah, okay, I well, it's wild. I had it's no wild. idea about these things. I don't think that an ATO agent is going no. to be like rifling through people's bags. Just no, FYI, you'd, you'd hope not. But bring the expenses forward yeah. so that you can claim them if there's any sort of big expenses. Well, on that, if you're an individual and you've purchased, you know, if you need a desk or something for work, right, and it costs you more than three hundred dollars, and you bring that forward before thirty June, you still can't claim that in one go you have to depreciate it over the course of that desk's life. Okay. Yeah. And what is the weird, this is the one question I love asking accountants because they always have just batshit stories. What's the weirdest things people try and claim? Oh, there's so many. Oh, The weirdest thing I've had somebody tried to claim once was this guy who worked at the fish markets, I think it was, or maybe like a fishmonger. And he wanted to claim his fishing rods because he... That feels like something that... Well, I mean, he's not catching the fish (laughs) (laughs) and selling them in the store, you know, but he was adamant. It was one of the weirdest exchanges I've ever had. I'm like, but are you using the rods to... In the service of your job. the fish (laughs) and then take them to market. Is that that what's happening? (laughs) Because if that is not what's happening, then you cannot claim it. (laughs) Yeah, so that was a weird one. Oh, I love that. I'm braced for more of those this year, baby girl. I'll have many stories. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was Helen Francis, a.k.a. Tax Mermaid, a.k.a. My Sister. Thank you so much for joining us in this financial year ahead of the new year. Thank you very much. Happy New Year to you and yours. Listener.